0: Welcome to the not-so-current event podcast, featuring Will Rogers and his famous alarm clock.
1: Now don't get, don't get scared and start turning off your radios. Huh? I'm not advertising or trying to sell you anything. If the mouthwash you're using uh, is uh, not the right kind and it tastes sort of like sheep dip, well, you just have to go right on using.
2: Advise any other kind. No. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Crumweedy, and sitting across from me is Jennifer Holt, our curator of collections here at
1: the Will Rogers Museum. Hi, guys. Hi, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> they have uh, pulled me out of my collections hobbit hole. Yes. It uh, was very difficult to do. It was. They needed a lever. Mm -hmm. I uh, don't like to come out where the public can hear or see me.
2: I had literally asked her to do this like four different occasions. And finally, I just said, listen, you're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) And so here she is.
1: Yes. Yes, indeed.
2: Um, Well, okay. So this is a little bit of a different uh, format, just in the sense that um, mm, the usual co-host, Bart Taylor, um, He's uh, not here at the museum anymore. He took another job uh, and we're really happy for him and his opportunity his new and his new position. Uh, but uh, so we wanted to k- keep doing the podcast, but we just kind of had to figure out uh, kind of a new format, a new yeah. way of doing it. So here we are.
1: He's with us in spirit.
2: He is actually we're down here in the studio and he's with us in stuff too. There's just a bunch of bunch of Bart stuff just everywhere. <laughs> Uh, we're knee deep in Bart stuff. He, he was the sort of guy, uh, when he did research, he was a photocopier. He, he would just like, everyone has the different methods when they do research. Like I'm a notebook guy. I put right down my notes in a notebook. Some people highlight, some people, you know, make notes in the margin of books. Bart took photocopies. And, and so anyway, there's just like photocopies of, of like sources just everywhere. And I had to
1: who knows how many forests he kills? I know,
2: I know. <laughs> but uh, we, we certainly miss him. and uh, We do. So we're, we're, we're doing a, a reboot of the podcast yet again, um, and we're going to, um, again, focus on the life and times of Will Rogers. So um, we're looking at different, uh, different aspects of anywhere anything in the 19th and 20th century that is kind of Will Rogers adjacent and using Will Rogers as a way to explore those different areas. He's kind of uh, Will Rogers. is kind of the lens that we're using to look at these different uh, these different moments in history. Um, So we're really excited about the uh, the new style uh, and the new direction uh, that we're gonna that we're gonna go. And um, yeah,
1: (laughs) I agree. You're doing great. (laughs) You're doing great. Well, thank you, gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, without further ado, let's uh, let's get into our section. Um, we're going to be talking this week about Will Rogers and? And uh, the sixth Academy Awards. That's right. It's Academy Awards season, and so we're going to look at that uh, the year 1934 when Will Rogers hosted. Give us a few minutes and we'll be right back with you. The Academy Awards, the sixth yes. annual Academy Awards. Yes. 1934. Actually, what what day was that? March 18th, 1934.
1: Well, I've got March 6th. All right, already we have an issue Deathmatch. Oh, really? right.
2: Okay, let's <laughs> check our sources. So I push my nerd glasses up on my nose, <laughs> my fictional nerd glasses. You actually have nerd glasses on, right? I now. do have nerd glasses, yes. As, as well, you should. Um, If you're going to
1: participate in a
2: nerd-off, you must
1: have all of the (laughs) accoutrements.
2: I have March 16th in all my sources. I have March 16th, (sighs) I have March 18th, and you had what?
1: I have March 6th.
2: Goodness, what day did this happen? (laughs) Why are there so many sources conflicting? We have
1: discovered a mystery. Uh Uh-oh.
2: Okay, that's actually really weird.
1: 1934 Academy Awards, according to the, okay, according to the Oscars website, it's March 16th. Okay. So I bet you, sixth, I bet you I just left a one-off. Ah. I don't know where your 18 came from, though.
2: This came from Will Rogers and Hollywood book. Uh Uh-oh. Well.
1: I can never read anything by Sterling again. (laughs) Cast it aside.
2: It's (laughs) over. It's dead to us. Uh, Well, all right. So on March sixteenth, nineteen thirty-four, there was a there was a couple of interesting things before we get into the meat of of, of this. That that uh, so the um, when they started the Academy Awards, it wasn't actually on the perfect calendar year. There were kind of some and the the year that Will Rogers hosted, it kind of shifted a couple of things. One, it shifted the tone of how the Academy Awards were actually presented and the host what the, kind of the model for the host of the Academy Awards was going to be.
1: I could see that, yes. Um,
2: and also, it was the, the uh, first year. It was actually more than a 12-month period. It was, uh, what was it, like 18 months. So to get it back on that yeah. calendar year uh, mark. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, so the, the, uh, the uh, Academy Awards, um, it had been going on for, for six years. Um, this was the sixth year. Um, of the Academy Awards and kind of uh, go over like how it how it got started and
1: yeah, then. um well, okay so the Oscars themselves uh, the Academy started in 1927. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louis B. Mayer, head of MGM uh, Metro Goldwyn Mayer, uh, held a dinner at the Ambassador Hotel. Um, And a proposal was made to found the International Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Mm -hmm. Um, The group soon incorporated, and Douglas Fairbanks became the first president of the academy. In 1928, awards of merit were suggested. Mm -hmm. And in 1929, they had their first uh, Oscars. Now, Oscar, do you know why it is called the Oscars?
2: I'm trying to think of a joke. Louis B. Mayer, Oscar Mayer, Wiener, but I can't make it happen. (laughs) Okay. Uh, No, I don't. (laughs) Yes.
1: Um, So they don't either.
2: Oh, okay. So there's no real story. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But uh, the rumor within um, the Academy is that the first Academy librarian, Margaret Herrick, remarked that the statuette resembled her uncle Oscar. Oh, okay. So apparently he was eight and a half pounds and very gold. (laughs) He was golden. (laughs) That is right. (laughs) But that is something else. The statuettes, they're eight and a half pounds, Um, they're solid bronze. They're plated in 24 karat gold. Wow. Woo woo. Um, Except for three years in World War II. Oh, yeah. All right. They were painted plaster. Wow. Can you imagine how much one of those would be worth? Oh, Today? that's cool.
2: Yeah. Basically like the uh, like coin collectors, like the steel pennies in the 40s are just, I mean, those are the collectible ones.
1: Exactly. Now, I don't know how many of those still exist, if any, because the recipients of those were invited to redeem them for the bronze gold oh, version after, yeah, after oh, those that's three a, that,
2: years. that's a neat story. I wonder I wonder what has happened to them.
1: Uh, that would, yeah. That would be
2: interesting. Coming
1: across one of those.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. Um yeah, so, uh, you know, we think of the Oscars now. I mean, we watch them on TV. Everyone just loves uh, – it's it's uh, one of the few things I actually tune into and watch on TV anymore.
1: My Super Bowl.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, but we what we know as the Oscars now, obviously when it got started, it wasn't that at all. In fact, some of those – I think the early uh, – the first one they did, the ceremony was like – I think I read somewhere like 15 minutes, and it yeah. was done. Like it was – Here's our thing. Let's pass out these awards. Thank you. Goodbye. And so it. it by the time that Will Rogers came around, uh, in the sixth uh, annual Academy Awards, it was starting to change a little bit. There was, you know, there was a, a, a dinner, there was a ceremony, things like that. And you know, I, I mentioned that Will Rogers was kind of the. Um, kind of a shift in the tone a little bit, um, because he was really one of the first ones to. Make it funny, make it humorous, and make it kind of the way that most of the hosts do now, where there's an opening monologue, and you know.
1: And it's an entertaining event. An
2: entertaining event, yeah, yeah. because it wasn't necessarily that when it started.
1: Instead of an awards program at a school auditorium, right. somewhere. Right. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> and they gave all of the, uh, all of the, all of the actors in the uh, in the academy, they gave them just like a participation certificate. That's maybe, right. Something like that. That's right.
1: You get the statuette, but everyone else gets a certificate. Yeah. Um, So that night, actually, on the 16th, um, the 6th Annual Academy Awards, it was held in the Fiesta Room of the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles. And if you recall, that is the same Ambassador Hotel where the first proposal to come up with the Academy happened in 27. Hmm. Um, The Ambassador Hotel no longer exists But 34 years after the Sixth Academy Awards, it was the site of the Robert F. Kennedy assassination. Oh. Yep, it all went down at that hotel. Goodness. Yep. I didn't Um, realize that. In 1968. Uh, It was a very famous site. It was used in a lot of movies. Um, Some of the movies that filmed there were The Graduate, Pretty Woman, Almost Famous, Apollo 13, and Catch Me If You Can, to name just a few, just a fraction of the movies shot at that hotel.
2: There's some good movies in that. Yeah. So when was it?
1: It was uh, was demolished.
2: I'm actually sitting here listening to what you're saying. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so excited. Like, what are you... (laughs) I didn't, I didn't realize that you had to research about the hotel itself. Like, I've got
1: it. Yeah, I've got cool. all the info here. We um, There are some really great images of the hotel, and uh, we might put those in some show notes yeah. uh, for you guys. It was a beautiful site. And now it is the site of the Robert F. Kennedy Community Schools Okay. Um, for the public school system in Los Angeles. They tried to keep... Some of the original parts of the hotel, they weren't able to keep nearly as much as they wanted because it was in such poor shape. They oh. had to; it, it would have been dangerous. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, yeah, nearly all of the hotel is is gone today.
2: Well, that's fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back and watch those movies and look for uh, look for the little pieces of the hotel. Yeah. There. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Uh, well, anyway, that's uh, so. How does this relate to Will Rogers? Obviously, like we mentioned, he was the he was the uh, the uh, the host of the awards that year, and uh, it's it's kind of funny. Around this time of year, we'll still see like floating around on online, you know, like lists of like you know the top ten uh, most awkward uh, moments at the Academy Awards, and Will Rogers is inevitably on. Pretty high up on that that list. Uh, <laughs> just about everyone that I see, because of some awkward situations that happened as he was as he was hosting. Um, so why
1: we love him?
2: A- yeah, absolutely. And I, I gosh, <laughs> it's one of those things that like I wish there was some film footage of this. Like I I I would love to have seen um, a lot of this happen. Most of of these stories just come from uh, personal accounts and uh, books that were published by by actors and and things like that. So. That's how we've kind of heard of of some of these. And, you know, there are some, again, photos of of Will at the Academy Awards that we'll put in the show notes too. But uh, um, anyway, so he was announcing the uh, award for Best Director, and um, there were a a couple different uh, um, (laughs) Franks that uh, were up for the award, Frank (laughs) Capra and Frank Lloyd. And... um, so as as this was going on, um, as Rogers was kind of going through his his ordeal, um, he said he said uh, as he was announcing, he said, "Come and get it, Frank." Um, and Frank Capra, so convinced that he had won it, won the award, jumped up out of his seat <laughs> and ran up to the stage, and it was kind of an awkward moment, like, "Oh no, sorry." It's we the other Frank. Frank Lloyd, and so like he had a <laughs> kind of awkwardly slink back to his seat like, oh not only have you not won but you have to be publicly humiliated.
1: Frank Hepper later said that was the longest crawl in history <laughs> yeah
2: I would imagine <laughs> so uh, but you know like it's it's you know how Billy Crystal kind of became known for you know his his uh, being the host you know through the, through the for those years that he did. Uh, you know it, I, I could see like if Will Rogers had continued, you know had lived beyond uh thirty five like even though that was an awkward moment, like he would have been a hilarious host like on down the road just because of his personality though <laughs> you know? um anyway,
1: most definitely you know, I have a confession to make um this is bad because I work here, uh-huh, I am not really a fan of old movies so <laughs> How dare you get I, it? I am a fan of old Will Rogers movies. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was going to watch all of these, uh, definitely all the winners, and I was hoping to get through all the nominees for the awards, too, um, for 1934. And I will admit, um, I made it through the picture uh, for the best actor and the picture for the best actress. I... As far as you got? I made it through, two. <laughs> yeah.
2: So you actually watched the movies,
1: though? I did watch them. Oh, that's awesome. I did. Uh, for best actor, the winner was Charles Lawton. hmm And I kept thinking through the whole thing, the picture was The Private Life of Henry VIII. And I kept thinking, boy, this is a really creepy Henry VIII. Uh-huh. And, um... Because it's supposed to be a comedy, but there are moments where it looks like we're supposed to feel bad for Henry VIII because he's got to keep getting rid of his wives, the poor man. Um, Times have changed. (laughs) Times have changed quite a bit, let me tell you. And then I looked up Charles Lawton because something about him was bugging me. He was Captain Bly from Mutiny on the Bounty. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes.
1: And even not being an old movie buff, even I have seen. That's one of my favorites. And become engrossed in that. And he was fabulous in that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So no wonder. No wonder I was finding Henry VIII kind of creepy because, uh, yeah. Because it was the wonderful Charles Lund. (laughs) Yes, yes. And then uh, for Best Actress, that was Catherine Hepburn's first win as Best Actress that year. Yeah, She uh, played a character named Eva Lovelace in a movie called Morning Glory, Uh which is fantastic. I loved it. It had a very, what I would consider, a modern sensibility. It didn't feel like an old movie. It was fantastic. So um, two Hobbit curator thumbs up on Morning Glory. Cool.
2: So I'll have to go back and watch that one at least. Well, and I think uh, "Farewell to Arms." I'm wanted, I'm almost positive I've seen that one. I just don't really remember a lot of the details. I think it's. Uh, I think Gary Cooper was in it. Oh, I say here. I guess I can just look that up real quick. Yes, Gary Cooper.
1: But then, do you see these? Um, okay, so like for assistant director, there are winners for each of the studios.
2: Yeah. So that's an interesting. Instead of one. That's an interesting thing. So, like, back in those early days, like, it was a, it was kind of a, uh, you know, all these uh, studios getting together and, like, hey, let's do this awards thing. And, you know, I think, you know, obviously Louis B. Mayer was kind of um, heading it up. But I just imagine there's an interesting dynamic there, like, you know, how would, you know, all of these different studios would they get offended if like they had't won something? So I wonder what the, the background of that is if there was actually a, a reason that that, that that was the, the
1: case. politics of it must be amazing.
2: Yeah it was it's, it's certainly uh, certainly interesting though but
1: um. Well and uh, back to Katherine Hepburn mm. So <laughs> when I saw her name it reminded me of something from our collection. Um, that I would just like to point out here because I love it I love it when you see signs of humanity we all these old stars we just think um, we like to venerate them and uh, put them up on a pedestal but I love it when they show us that they're just human like the rest of us so Catherine Hepburn Uh, In 35, she was dating Howard Hughes around the same time that uh, Will Rogers' daughter, Mary Rogers, was dating Howard Hughes. Though I don't believe anything was ever really serious between Mary Rogers and Howard Hughes, like it got with Catherine Hepburn and Howard Hughes. But uh, Mary was not home, and so her mother, Betty, wrote her a letter Uh in July um, of 1935, and she says, What every mother would say to their daughter, about a romantic rival. She says, Catherine Hepburn had been uh, to the Rogers Ranch to have lunch Uh with uh, the Stone family, uh, family friends of the Rogers. So Betty says, Catherine Hepburn is not at all pretty, but has good teeth and regular features. (laughs) Carol, meaning Carol Stone, Carol is much prettier than Hepburn, but her mouth is not so good. So
2: pretty, that's, that's, that's awesome. Pretty yeah. much talking up her daughter a little bit, like say, "Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry She's about it. She's not that pretty.
1: She's not <laughs> at all pretty. She's got good teeth, but everything else is just regular."
2: Well, speaking of uh, Catherine Hepburn, there was kind of a second awkward moment Ooh. at on the uh, on the award stage for her as well, because there was uh, okay. So for for best actress. Catherine Hepburn was nominated. May Robson and uh, Diane Winyard were were nominated. And um, Catherine Hepburn wasn't there. She actually wasn't in attendance. And so what Will Rogers did... She was probably off with Howard Hughes somewhere. Maybe so. Her and her her teeth. (laughs) 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 So so, uh, Will invited uh, May Robson and Diane... Uh, when you're up on the stage, gave them both a kiss on the cheek and said Catherine Hepburn had won it. So they were both kind of standing there <laughs> awkwardly, knowing that they d- hadn't won. And so, like, maybe in hindsight, like I can see him not being asked back as a as a host after a couple of uh, kind of uh, kind of strange occurrences. But like, it wasn't <coughs> like he was he had messed up. Like I think he intended to do that. And he intended to be congratulating both of them for being their, nominated yeah. and yeah. Uh but it was just one of those situations where like, alright, you're on the stage and he didn't win, sorry guys. <laughs> um,
1: no statue for you.
2: Yeah, yeah, go back and sit down. <laughs> so uh those those were uh, two highlights of that uh of that uh the sixth annual Academy Awards with the beloved uh but honestly kind of uh kind of uh uh bumbling will Rogers. <laughs> um, anyway well we're about out of time so uh we'll we'll kind of wrap up here. We've got one more segment after this uh, where we'll look at uh, a little bit of some of will Rogers' comments during the uh, during the uh, during the uh, um, Academy Awards that year but uh, anyway, so uh, give us a moment, we'll be right back.
0: On March 18, 1934, Will Rogers was the Master of Ceremonies at the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences Awards. Where previously, such affairs had been just a stream of long-winded, dull speeches, Will Rogers changed all that. And ever since, producers of the event have tried to inject entertainment into it. Incomplete notes of what Will Rogers said that evening have survived. The following comes from those notes. I was always a little leery of this organization. That name, Arts and Sciences. I think that name has bluffed out more people than it has attracted. This is the highest sounding name organization I ever attended. If I didn't know so many people who belong to it personally, I would have taken that name serious. Call them Arts and Sciences, but do so with a little bit of tongue in your cheek. Everything that makes money and gives pleasure is not art. If it was, bootlegging would have been the highest form of artistic endeavor. Adapters Commonly known among authors as book murderers. They are the people that show you how the book should have been written in the first place. If given the Bible to adapt, they would claim it started too slow, that the love interest should start in Genesis and not Leviticus, and that kick of the story was Noah trying to have each animal find its mate. They would play that for suspense. There has always been a suspicion whether an adapter don't help more books than he hurts. You know, all books are not so hot either. If he is adapting a play, all an adapter has to do is take out the second act, all but 10% of the adultery, and a few other things. An adapter is one who wants to bet you won't recognize your own story. Original writers are men who have had good enough lawyers to protect them from plagiarism. They cuss the movies, unless some adapter happens to have made their story worth looking at. Then they thank them.
2: Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast uh, be sure to uh, follow us on Facebook at Will Rogers Memorial Museums and to keep an eye out for show notes and different uh, different um, supporting materials and signing off from the dark dank cold basement of the Will Rogers Museum <laughs> I'm Jacob kremley
1: and I'm Jennifer Holt we'll see you next time
2: I'm just going to push record, and we'll just go. Okay. And whatever happens, happens. <laughs> and there will certainly be a gag reel at some
1: point. We will sound good after some creative editing.
2: <laughs> okay. Now
1: I've got the giggles. Okay.
2: Yeah. all right. <clears throat> Introduction, take five. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Crumweedy, and sitting across from me is no longer Bart Taylor. He's moved on to another eh, that sounds a little crappy. Bart's gone. <laughs> we ran him off. All right. <laughs> he has sought employment <laughs> elsewhere because he couldn't take us anymore. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh. You're right. Doing good? Yes. Doing great. Let me there put my nerd glasses on here so I can read my notes. Okay. I do have a quote from Capra after that about that issue, but if you'll do the actual, yeah, the okay. incident report, if yeah. you will.
2: How it went down. That is correct. What's that song about? The night the lights went out.
1: The night in the lights went out and something.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm recording. That's going to go in the gag reel.